Hey y'all, before we jump in, I want to let you know that the week of April 25th, we are going to have a very special training week with daily trainings and a pop-up Facebook group for all of you who have been missing the Facebook group. And that is starting April 25th. The doors are opening for Scale Your Sales on April 28th with a free brand new masterclass that's going to lead up to that as well. I know that there are a lot of you out there who like ample opportunity to plan, so I don't have a sign up ready for it yet. We will get into that next week on how you can sign up for the free challenge week and the free masterclass. But I just wanted to give you the heads up that that is starting April 25th with the free masterclass on April 28th and scale your sales opening that same day so that you can plan. All right, let's jump into the episode. Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Well, hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Chichings. My name is Lauren Keplinger, and today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about goal setting. But before you're like, okay, Lauren, we already talked about this. It's April. It's not New Year's. We're not going to talk about New Year's resolutions. So this is not going to be your typical, let's make a to-do list and plan out your quarter and knock those goals out. Although I do love those kinds of episodes as well. But this is going to be a little bit higher level goal setting in terms of not only your goal setting for your business, but also your goal setting for your life and how those two intersect with each other. Every time I open the doors to scale your sales, which if you skipped over the little intro commercial thingy, um, for those of you that like to have time to plan, the doors are opening for that again on April 28th with a lot more details to come in the next couple of weeks. But mark your calendar for that week of April 28th because it's going to be exciting. I have a lot planned and I'm super pumped about it. But anyway, every time I open the doors to scale your sales and I go through sort of this open enrollment period, I have an email that goes out that I write that asks people what their goals are for their shop. This is kind of a typical question for a business email series, and you'll see this a lot in emails, but basically like, this is where I used to be, and this is where I am now, and where do you wanna be in your business? But I wanna talk about that on a little bit of a deeper level today, because a lot of times what people write back to me is I wanna be able to quit my job, or I wanna make uh, more money from my Etsy shop, or I want more consistent income from my Etsy shop, or I want a full-time income on an Etsy shop or whatever. And all of those things are fine. They're totally legitimate goals. But I want to invite you today to think a little bit deeper about what really is the motivation behind those things or the real outcome of what that situation would bring for you. 
Because ultimately for most of us, I would say almost all of us, maybe all of us, the goal is not really to just bring in more and more and more money arbitrarily with absolutely nothing in mind for what we would do with that money, no goals for it. We don't even really need it. We just want to hoard it like Scrooge McDuck. Unless you're like Elon Musk or something, most of us don't have the desire to just have like so much money endlessly with no idea for what we would do with it or the changes that it would make in our lives. Usually there's a reason that we want that money or that we want that income. I'm going to talk really openly about money in this episode, even though it makes a lot of people uncomfortable to talk about money. I'm not really one of those people talking about money doesn't really make me that uncomfortable. I think money is a taboo subject that shouldn't be taboo because it's something that impacts all of our lives. But I do know that there's a lot of emotions and childhood experiences or trauma that gets tied up together with your feelings about money and about people that have money and about the things that money provides for people. So I'm just acknowledging this as a thing, but I am going to talk about this really openly in this episode. And I want you to think about it as it pertains to you and your perspective, both with the money side of it and with the business side of it. For most of us, there is a deeper why that goes beyond just, I want to quit my job or I want to make more money. When I get into these conversations with my husband, he goes through the five whys, which is super annoying from a spouse, but um, I'm going to do it right now with you. I'm sure he got it from somewhere. I think it's like some sort of, I, I don't even know if it's like a marketing thing or it's like an introspection thing. But basically, it's the idea that you keep asking yourself why for five rounds within the same topic to dig at what that real motivation is behind your goal and why you really actually want that thing. So that surface level question that you start with, why do you want to have a successful Etsy business? The simple answer that doesn't really require much thinking or really any kind of actual, you know, thought process of what it would look like for your life is because I want to make more money. Okay, but why do you want to make more money? Well, because I want to quit my job and I want to replace my job with my Etsy income. But why do you want to quit your job? Because I want more flexibility to be able to be home when my kids get out of school. Okay, now we're on to something. Why do you want that flexibility? Well, because I'm really tired of being stuck in an office for 40 hours a week and commuting 30 minutes each way. And I want the freedom to be able to be in charge of my schedule and have a schedule that works for my family. Well, you could really stop there. That's only four whys. But you could ask again, why do you want that? Because I feel like I'm stuck working all the time and I only get an hour a day in the evening with my kids. Or I need more time to be able to take my parents to doctor's appointments because they can't take themselves anymore. Or I'd really like to take my baby out of daycare and be able to put them in half-day preschool instead because I don't have to be gone for so long. Okay, 
So now we're on to something that is so much deeper than I want to have a successful Etsy business because I want to make more money. <laughs> it's not just the idea of making more money that's driving you. It's what that money is going to provide for you as you make changes in your life in response to a Etsy business or an online shop that is successful and bringing in consistent revenue. So now let's go through those whys with the money side of things. Why do you want to have a successful Etsy business to make more money? Why do you want to have more money? Because it would give me more freedom. Why do you want that freedom? Well, I think that's kind of a dumb question because everybody wants freedom, but I want to be able to make choices that aren't based on being stuck in a job where I'm working for somebody else, where somebody else is making the parameters for my schedule and my vacation time and blah, blah, blah. Why do you want to make those choices? Because I want to be able to make and spend money in line with the priorities that are set in my life. And why do you have those priorities? Well, I know for me, and I'm like coming out of character here for a second to answer this for myself, but I want to be able to volunteer more. I want to be able to have the bandwidth to do things other than just work. I want to be able to give generously both with my time and with the money that comes from having a successful business. This is kind of a side, a little tangential story here, but one of the ways that I have been able to do this is that I saw actually saw this on a Facebook um, thing from somebody that I know that was talking about the ways that they have been supportive of the teachers and schools throughout the pandemic um, and how that what that's looked like for them. So there's a lot of keyboard warriors, you know, fighting Facebook fights about the ways that schools should or should not be working. But one of the ways that this person was taking a proactive step was to register as a substitute teacher. So what she said is, you know, I know that teachers are burnt out and I know that this has been a really difficult couple of years for teachers. Not that every year is not difficult for teachers, but particularly, you know, they feel a lack of support and whatever. And that hit home so much for me that I ended up doing the same thing. I have, I'm actually going through the process right now of getting everything in for that as an application to be a substitute teacher in my county at my kids' schools. And when they called me in for an interview, that's exactly what I said. I have flexibility in my schedule. I don't have to work full time. I mean, I do mostly work full time during the week, but I have flexibility with that. And this is something that I feel like I can contribute to the, you know, society in a positive way because I have that flexibility. So anyway, that was a long story uh, short, but to say that the flexibility there is not, you know, you could say like, I want to make more money so that I have a successful business or I want to have a successful business so that I make more money. But that is a side aspect of it. That flexibility comes because I have this successful business that's on my terms. And if I say, well, I need to extend my Etsy processing time for another three days for new orders because I know that I'm substituting next week, two days out of the week, I have that ability. I'm in control. So anyway, that's just how it looks in my life. And obviously that I'm not telling you to become a substitute teacher. I'm not telling you really in this episode that there is a right or wrong answer for any of this. But I want you to think about what that real why is 
in doing what you're doing and setting the goals that you're setting. It becomes a really cliched question. I'm sure you've gotten a million emails saying, what's your why? What's your why? You know, establish your why, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's a really important question for you to think about in every stage of your business, but particularly in the early stages when you're just getting started and those stages where you're going through growth periods of what does that next step look like for my business or what does this next growth stage look like in terms of where I'm going from here. For every stage, it looks a little bit different. So let's walk through some of the you know, tangible ways that this looks in different areas of, of your business and of your life. If you are just getting started on your business, I would ask you, why? Why are you going down this road? Why are you turning your hobby into a business? Or why are you trying to teach yourself this skill or this craft to sell rather than just having a hobby for yourself? What are you hoping to gain from selling online? Keep in mind here that, again, there are no right and wrong answers. <laughs> what, but what your goal is or what you're wanting to gain from this situation can steer the direction that you need to go in to get there to that goal. It's important to know what that goal is so that you can make choices that are in line with the goal that you're setting for yourself. Without knowing what you're wanting to do or what your motivation e is even to go down this road, it's really hard to know what to do next. So if you came to me and you said, I want to open an Etsy shop um, and I want to sell stuff. And I said, okay, why? And you were like, I don't know. Okay, well, where do you want to go with it? I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's fine. A lot of people do start there, but you, you do at some point have to say, either I want to grow or I want it to be a side hustle or I want it to be a full-time income or this is where I'm headed. Because some of those choices, which we'll talk about in a second, but some of the ways that you're able to grow a business are dependent on some of those choices that you make along the way. There are a lot of you out there who are in the stage of life where you have really young children. And I hear over and over again from people that part of their motivation in starting an Etsy shop or part of their goal in growing an Etsy shop is that they want to have flexibility for their kids or they don't want to put their kids in daycare during the day. You want to be able to stay home with them or you want to be able to pick them up from school. So maybe your goal looks like for your Etsy shop um, to grow a supplemental income, whether that's $100 or $1,000 a month, but a manageable level that allows you to continue to stay home with young children, which is going to look different if you have a six-month-old or a three-year-old. I actually don't know which one would be easier. I think there's challenges for both of those. But, you know, your your flexibility and your free time or your child care that you're getting for your kids and that you're comfortable with looks different at different ages. You So for some of those people, they don't want to be so busy that it becomes a full-time job. That's not the goal for them. The main goal for them in that season of their business and that season of their life is to balance that meaningful income, whatever that level is, that you can bring in while still being able to do it as a side gig. You know, a two-hour nap time or a couple hours after the kids go to bed or, you know, on the weekend when your, your partner's home or whatever. These are also the people that tell me that they're afraid that it would become too successful and be a runaway train that they don't have control over because truly there with their shop, the priority for them is the flexibility. 
And again, there is no like judgment value that I am assigning to any of these perspectives. Honestly, I have walked through most of these perspectives in different seasons of my business as it has grown and as I have changed in my life. So for those of you that are new to the podcast um, or don't know me or my story that well, I started my business when I had a one-year-old and I was six months pregnant. And now that one-year-old is going to be 11 this summer. So there have been a lot of seasons of life along the way that that has shifted. If you would have thrown in front of me when I had a one-year-old and was six months pregnant, like you should make this a $200,000 a year business. I would have cried. <laughs> that was not my that was not my goal at the time. My goal was flexibility. And so because my goal was flexibility, I made choices within my business whether it was closing down for vacation mode sometimes or extending my processing time so my orders slowed down or raising my prices or eliminating bestsellers because I didn't have time to continue them or whatever those different shifts were, which there are a lot of ways to shift that and change it. But my number one priority there was maintaining that flexibility and it was not increasing sales as much as I possibly could. There were others of you out there, like I was when my kids were very young. My goal when they were very, very young was flexibility, but then as they got a little bit older and as my life circumstance changed a little bit, I really didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom anymore, and I felt a little stuck, which I understand that this is a privilege that a lot of people are probably like, it must be nice to be a stay-at-home mom and have that option, but I felt a little stuck as a stay-at-home mom. I couldn't um, go back to a career because I didn't have a career that made enough money for me to pay for preschool and make it worthwhile. Um, so my goal in that next stage of life, and I see this with some people too, is to have an income that continues to grow so that you can move forward to do this on a larger scale. Whether this comes for you working a full-time job and you want to transition to a full-time income, but just from your Etsy shop instead of a nine-to-five job, or maybe you're not working a full-time job, but you want to transition into where this is kind of an actual structured job for you, not the nap time hustle thing. Again, I want to say that there is not a right or wrong, but setting those goals and allowing those goals to intersect with your life and your life circumstances and also to shift over time as your life circumstances change is really important. After having children for the last 10 years, my perspective about how quickly these seasons of life change has really grown. And I think that it's important for all of us, whether you have young children or not, that you set goals that are both long-term goals, but also in line with what your current life circumstances are and what you actually want from your business right now in this current stage in your life. For instance, I have people that will email me and say that they want a supplemental income for their retirement. Um, and they wanna be able to do that while still doing the craft or creative thing that they like to do. If I were then to go to them and be like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. Let me talk to you about how to build a six-figure income. It would be a total disconnect because that is not their goal. 
Or maybe it is. Maybe the six figures is a supplemental income for them. For most people, it's not. Um, or for most people that I talk to, that's not the goal. And I'm not here to tell them that that should be their goal. I absolutely do not think that everybody wants or needs a business that brings in X number of dollars. Now, I really want to stay here for a second and talk about this because I get a lot of pushback from other people in the sort of coaching teaching industry. And it's something that really bothers me. I get a lot of pushback from people who say that they will make reference to the idea that if you set goals that are quote unquote lower or not, you know, reaching to the sky, six figures, multiple six figures, whatever, that you're underselling yourself or that the root of not setting goals that high is a confidence issue or a mindset issue. Mindset is a big one that people talk about, particularly when they want to sell you something about they're going to, you know, help you work through your mindset blocks. And I do think that for a lot of people that get into this job, this idea of selling online and starting a business, there is a, a um, time of transition. It requires you to build confidence in a way that you might not come into the circumstance already having done. And this might be a confidence that you don't have, that you haven't ever needed, or you just haven't ever been in this circumstance before. Very few of us come into this as experts in business or entrepreneurship or anything like that. And it does feel for a long time when you're getting started that somebody is going to figure out that you don't really know what you're doing um, and that you aren't really qualified to be doing what you're doing because you're just a hobby crafter and somebody's going to figure that out. So that is a real thing that people struggle with is that confidence. But I also don't think that if you tell me that your goal for this business is $50,000 a year or your goal for this business is $15,000 a year or your goal for your business is $500,000 a year, that anyone has the right to tell you that you are underselling yourself in setting those goals. The biggest beef that I have, and this is like you are coming to my TED Talk here. I am on a, I am, I am on a rant. The biggest beef that I have with that is that if I tell you you're underselling yourself and setting those goals, it implies that you don't actually know what's best for yourself or your family and that somebody else can tell you what's best for yourself and your family. And that's crap. No one has the right to tell you that you're underselling yourself if you don't set higher goals. Now, if you come to me and you say, I want to make this a full-time job, but I'm scared and I don't know if I have the skills or the ability to do it. I don't know how to increase my sales. I'm not sure that I'm going to have a market that's big enough for my products. We can work through those things. I can help you with that. And I can help you to reach whatever goal you have set for yourself and whatever goal you want to reach and the priorities within your life where that goal fits into that. And I can tell you that everybody's scared when they're getting started and everybody's scared taking those next leap in growth. And I can tell you that everyone feels that way when they're first getting started. And I can help to work 
through that step-by-step that you're going to need to be able to have the sales and run a business that's profitable year over year over year consistently so you don't feel like the bottom is going to drop out from under you. But if you come to me and you tell me that you want a part-time job to supplement your partner's income while maintaining flexibility, I am not going to sit here and tell you to set your goals higher. What even does that mean, higher? I'm not defining for you what success looks like for your business and your family. I trust that you know yourself and your family and your life constraints and your priorities in your life well enough to make those decisions for yourself. So that's my TED talk. (laughs) Getting back to the topic at hand about goal setting, what I really want you to do is to think through what those priorities are. As you goal set for your business, as you look at what that next stage of business is or what that next step is in your business or what that next growth kind of check mark that you're doing is in your business, what does that mean for the priorities for how you're laying out your life? Because sometimes we feel this external pressure or someone has said something to us or we feel like we should or whatever, set these goals beyond what we actually really want. And then it becomes this internal conflict where the goal that you set for yourself and your, or the goal that you set for your business conflicts with the goal that you have for your life. And I am speaking from experience here. I am not somebody who has done this perfectly from the get-go. I'm still not somebody who does it perfectly all the time. I'm pretty sure that it was like maybe last year in my year in review that I said my goal was to hit $200,000 in sales for my Etsy shop that year. And then, I don't know, maybe about midway, halfway through the year, I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And I will tell you that the answer is that I am an Enneagram 3 and I'm super type A and I like to set really high goals. And then I feel like a failure if I don't reach those really high goals. So I keep going after them, even if they're not really working for me. But that goal was completely counter to what I actually want from my Etsy shop as it plays a part in my life as a whole. And what I really want from my Etsy shop is a level of income that's comfortable to me while still maintaining the number of hours that I want to work in that business, which is not a huge amount of hours that I want to work, to be honest. In order to hit $200,000 in sales in my Etsy shop, which I feel confident that I could do, I would have to make sacrifices in other areas of my life and my work life in order to work more on my monogramming. And I don't want to do that. And if I don't want to do that and I don't want to make those changes, then I have to be realistic about what the income potential is going to be in that business. For me, I have found that I can hover around $130,000 to $150,000 a year in sales while working less than 10 hours a week in that shop. If I wanted to hit that $200,000 mark, I'm going to have to work, you know, 50% more than I'm working now. And I don't want to do that. So sure, if somebody like said, okay, well, I'll just pay you $200,000 for doing nothing. Um, of course, I would take that, wouldn't everybody? But I'm not willing to do what it would take in my shop in order to hit that next benchmark of setting this goal and chasing after it. I'm not willing to dedicate more hours to my monogramming in order to do that. And I'm not saying that because I'm lazy or because I don't like my job or anything like that. 
It's just that I have my business life kind of set up in how I do the podcast and my scale your sales coaching and my monogramming and all of these different pieces of my business. And if I wanted to work more on the monogramming, something else has to give. And honestly, the monogramming is not my favorite part of the business. So if something is going to give, I don't want it to be those other parts of the business that I like more, like doing this podcast so that I can you know, reach more sales in my Etsy shop. So hopefully that makes sense. But I had a conversation with somebody the other day where I said that this was like another online business owner coach type person. And I said, like, I like to hover in the 130 to 150 a year range in sales because that feels really manageable to me. And she kind of pushed back to, she kind of pushed back a little bit to me of like, she kind of implied that, I was not setting those goals high enough, or it was kind of like this patronizing, like, oh, that's nice that you found that, that, that mark for you. And to me, it was just like, who are you to tell me what my goal is? I, I, I reject that. I, I, you know, after being in the online space for so long, you hear a lot of people's opinions and, and there's a lot of, you know, judgment and opinions that come your way. And I finally have come to the point where it's just like, I can I can listen to that and I can hear it and I can process it in my head and filter it through my actual priorities and all the things that I have going on in my life. And then I can accept or reject whether or not I think it's valid. And to, to have somebody put that on to me to say like, oh, that's cute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Um, this, this works for me, you know, and I'm comfortable with that. So really thinking through the motivation behind setting some of those goals can help you to understand not only what you're going to have to do to get there, but also what you're willing to do to get there or what you're willing to change in order to get there. I also think that there is a conversation to be had around the kind of products that you make and the ability to scale those products indefinitely in order to create more revenue in your shop or to create revenue at the level that you want it to be. If you say have a um, a product in your business that is highly customized and you say, like a friend said to me several years ago, I only want to make what I want to make when I want to make it and I only want to make super time consuming custom stuff. Then your ability to grow that as a business is probably going to hit a limit of maximum revenue or maximum production that you can do within, you know, a life or a day or whatever. That limit might be totally comfortable to you. You could say, my goal is $500 a month in revenue and I can make highly custom, highly time intensive things and make $500 a month. Um, It could be totally okay with you to hit that limit with your time-consuming items and that limit works for you and your goals for your business are totally in line with what you're capable of doing with the products that you make. Or if your goal for your shop is a revenue which is beyond what you're able to bring in with those super time-intensive, one-of-a-kind items, then there needs to be a conversation about how you can supplement that income with products that scale to a higher level. And as a side note, that does not mean that you have to give up the time intensive items. It just means that you need to have another channel that brings in revenue that can continue to increase your overall sales in your shop while not taking up more of your time. 
I think it's really important to have this conversation both as a business owner and also just as a human being. There is a lot of pressure and there's a lot of conversation on social media that leaks into our day-to-day life about what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed to be going or what your role is supposed to be or how you're not doing enough. And then if you're doing more than people think you should be doing, you're doing too much. And there's a lot of opinions that are not our own about that. I just had a conversation the other day with a friend at lunch who's a stay-at-home mom and her kids are in elementary school now. And she was talking about going back to work. She doesn't really want to go back to work and her husband doesn't really want her to go back to work. And what she said was, I just feel like I need to get a part-time job. And I looked at her and I was like, why? Do you actually really want to get a part-time job or you do you just feel like you should because you feel this external pressure of people being like, what do you do all day while your kids are in school or whatever? And so I think that that same conversation is relevant really no matter what stage of life you're in or the business that you're in. What does the goal look like for you? What is your actual true goal? What does more money mean for your family? What kind of changes would a successful business mean for you realistically both in a good way and also in a more time-consuming way? What kind of scheduling changes would it mean? What kind of flexibility would it provide? What would that flexibility do for you as a family? What are those long-term and short-term goals? And how can you take steps now that work in your season of life right now to plan long-term changes for the next season of life? As a final reminder, there is not a right and wrong answer for you here. Every single person's priorities are going to look different. Their life is going to look different and the things that they have to balance are going to look different. But I hope that this episode has helped you to think through what that looks like for you, where you want to go with your shop and what you can do today in order to meet that short-term goal and that long-term goal and to move into that next stage of your business and help that goal be in line with the goals that you have in your life. Thanks so much for tuning in. I would love to continue this conversation and connect with you over on Instagram. I am at lauren.keplinger and I am in my DMs and interacting with people all the time. So if you have questions about the episode, follow up, thoughts, comments, whatever, shoot me a DM and I would love to connect with you. I will see you back here, same time, same place next week. Bye for now.